Hey everyone, and welcome to An Event for Life with Brad Cox and Shane Buzzer. I'm Brad. And I'm Shane. An Event for Life is the podcast where we take you on a journey through eventful lives of inspirational event leaders from around the world. That's right, Brad. We'll be sharing their stories, impact and insight into the complex world of events. So if you like these stories, don't forget to like, subscribe and share with your mates. This is An Event for Life. Hello, Buzz. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you doing, Brad? Yes, yes, all right. Now, let me just talk to our listeners. They can't see you. You're standing here in shorts and a jumper. Is this Melbourne weather for you or what's going on today? This this is very. This is me. This is Buzz year-round. Well, not year-round, not in summer, but no, shorts. Got to, got to rock the shorts. Where, where's your shorts? Jeans? No, mate. Tighten the jeans today, so it looks like you've been on the tools, though. So Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, let's get into today's episode. Um, today's guest is one of the most enthusiastic, bubbly, and hardworking people from within uh, the industry. And one of our favorites. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of a soft spot coming here. She's originally from Phoenix, Arizona, where she grew up. Then she moved to Hawaii to go to college. Before she started her career in fashion in LA, which then took that love over to New York, she ventured to Australia and planted her roots here with a boy and hasn't left. As an event manager to event producer, she worked across business, sport, private and fashion events before creating her own company, Lumos Management, where she now diversifies across both the film and events industries. Would you please welcome the ever-enthusiastic Lindsay Marriott. Hello. Goodness. I feel like... um I, yeah, You're that's famous. quite. Yeah, that's quite the intro, guys. That's a. Uh, I'm I'm right over here. Good thing we don't video this, also. <laughs> uh, only the best for you. Only the best. Hey, Linz, um, let's get straight into it. I know you've. Uh, you're a very very busy lady. Why don't you give us a little <laughs> five seconder of uh, where you where you are at these days? What what are you up to and what are you doing? Yeah, right. So um, we our our company Lumos Management actually just finished um, a rather large event that was um, televised on ESPN, which is great. Um, we are in the middle of preparing for um, a larger event as well right now for a uh, not-for-profit. And then we are also in the middle of a TV show. So we do events and film and TV. We are one-stop shop for all the things. So yeah, a little bit... Uh, little bit on the go right now. So you're front and center and uh, <laughs> you mentioned ESPN. How do people see that? How do people on see? ESPN, I guess. So oh, people, yeah, yeah. On, on ESPN. What <laughs> yeah, do you mean? Pretty straightforward, <laughs> mate. Sorry. On the telly. So when's it going to, when, when will it be uh, aired, I guess? Oh, it was a, it was actually live. So it was it was a live broadcast that we did. So when you do live broadcast, and that's it kind of combines both the skill sets that we already have, right? Because it's that event management piece, but also that production piece. And that's what's so different about us is that we really understand and can have conversations, obviously, with production teams and, and understand their needs in a different way. Yeah, 100%. It's funny you should say that because it was one thing I wanted to touch on specifically with yeah. you because it's a bit of a niche that you sort of tap into predominantly working with film and in live events as well in our yeah. whole production space and and what happens what are some of the similarities that you see in that sort of film production space compared to the event industry specifically and vice versa yeah I'm actually so glad you asked that because it was something that I actually figured out when we were all taking um our big pause you know that we did over the last couple of years I kind of um looked at things and I went what is the skill set that we have on paper as event managers? You know, what does it actually boil down to at the end of the day? And a lot of those things um, are organization, great communication, being able to find um, 
venues, sites, locations, understanding contracts, understanding um, hospitality needs, understanding traffic management, understanding security, and being able to just kind of take care of people in that type of way. And I realized that that actually translates really beautifully over to film and TV, um, specifically in the locations department, because that's exactly what we do. So really yeah, just right. taking all those skill sets um, and just transferring them over to a different industry. Now, my biggest challenge, to be honest with you, was learning all the jargon. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't okay. I didn't grow up in, in an environment that had any of that. I didn't go to school for any of, um, you know, film and TV. So my biggest challenge was, okay, what does a grip actually do? What is a gaffer? Um, what what does, does a grip actually do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now I've learned. Um, basically, they, they handle um, all the equipment um, that's going to be on set and stuff. I don't understand where the words derive so from necessarily they it, still. They grip it. That's what I tell myself, it. and that's how I remember it, to be honest okay. with you. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about understanding your client's needs, and it's about being able to produce that in an in a, in a organized, succinct way. Right. So if you take that skill set that you have and that we've all honed over the years yeah. with event management and you just yeah. translate that and you kind of go, now my client is this. Now my client has this needs instead. And then you can move forward and go with anything. And fundamentally, Lindsay, you're, you're creating an experience just like what we do in an event. 100%. So you're yeah. right. Yeah, it, it is a screen or the stage. In some ways, it doesn't matter. It's the same skill set applies as what you're getting to, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. And at the end of the day, as you guys know, from one event to another – it can look completely differently, um, you know, but it has the same bones to it. And once you understand what those bones are and that workflow is and that skeleton of everything you need to be doing, that can be translated to any event. The same goes for another industry then that you want to work with. Because at the end of the day, we are actually project managers. So mm. understanding that workflow, our key stakeholders and understanding their needs is a big thing. Yeah, 100%. And do you think that... I mean, if you look at it from an outsider's point of view, you look at a film production, you go, oh, my God, there's hundreds of people down there. There's thousands of people down there. There's huge budgets. Whereas you then look at an event side of things and it's nearly skeleton in comparison. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, budgets are generally a lot tighter. We're working yeah. a lot harder. Yeah. People are, you know, multiple hats on doing multiple different roles. Is that a challenge to adapt your own headspace to be able to do both or and, like, not get involved in to do 10,000 things just because you're just working on, say, locations department only and not having to worry about costuming, makeup, you know, film, cinematography, staging, whatever direction, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. It's a bit more compartment compartmentalized. Is that yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, I mean, it definitely is, right? But at the end of the day, how I try to always approach it is, yeah, I might not be doing anything specifically in those departments, but there's still, you know, a, a smaller stakeholder for me yeah. because I'm still adding to their experience on that day. So it's important for me to understand what they need. Costuming might need a space in a house, you know, for example, to be able to change characters or something, or, or hair and makeup might need a space because our unit base is too far away, things like that. So still understanding all those departments and their needs yeah. and being able to really be that glue that puts yeah. everything together there. And it's funny you said before about, you know, we're so multi skilled in yeah. the event industry like we just have we to be i think we don't realize how nah. skilled we are honestly yeah. it's and wild. we're all the same it's like how many times do you find yourself doing design work or brand yeah. work or content work to then production work or ops work or it mm. doesn't and you can and juggle and that people management up. as yeah. well especially 100%. with what you're doing yeah. in sport you're you know herding people into their their space yeah you know, on yeah. a pretty dedicated time frame similar to what we do in events yeah get them in get them in yeah. get them last in. question on the film stuff yeah do you think it could work the other way around as well? Do you think there's people and talented enough people, not necessarily talented enough, but are they multi-skilled in the film industry to adapt to come over to our live event environment or as much as we go the other way? 
No, actually, and, and no offense to anyone out there, but um, the reason I say no is because um, film and TV is so structured. Um, when you grow up in an events environment and you build your career in an events environment, you work really well on ad hoc and making up things on the go and problem solving in the moment and having to switch to a plan B pretty immediately. That skill set right there, it, I haven't found to be as honed and as okay with everyone, to yeah. be honest with you. So it, it does actually set me apart as well, even in the film and TV industry, because I might not have as much experience as somebody else, you know, that's been doing it for 10 years. But what I do have is the ability to problem solve on the spot. Which would and, be embraced, right? Really? Right. Um, yeah. 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 And, and there's tons of problems that, you know, can, can arise and, and things that can happen over there. And the ability to not get overwhelmed and stressed out yeah. by that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's events people. Yeah. And I mean, we could talk about this for ages and you know, <laughs> it keeps going, you know, even when we talk about entertainment and MCs and hosts, I mean, they're yeah. all in the same yeah. boat, you know, you've got guys that work on TV that just can't translate over to the stage. Mm. So, and yep. in some ways vice versa, but particularly that way, you know, that's if you take point. someone off a camera and then put them on a live stage and say, speak to thousands of people and they just freeze and they don't know how to do it because they haven't got a teleprompter in front of them. They can't do multiple takes. So it's, uh, it is relevant. So yeah. but we got into the heavy stuff. Let's take it back a step for <laughs> yeah. everyone who's listening. Let's circle um, back. Who, who on earth is Lindsay they're saying? Who is this person? Oh, gosh. Um, and you can probably tell from your accent, uh, American, yes. moved to Australia. Yes. In 30 seconds, give us a snapshot. How did you end up here? What's the story? And where in uh, America? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where in America is hard too though. All right, 30 seconds. Um, so I grew up on the West Coast in Phoenix, which is right next to California, if anybody doesn't know where that is. Um, I did uni in Hawaii. I then moved to LA, got involved in fashion events over there, got moved to New York, and then totally burnt myself out because I didn't know how to set boundaries <laughs> and I didn't know how to um, have work-life balance. So I Has that changed? Sorry, yeah. I was cutting you well, off. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm better. I'm better because Australia has a beautiful community of that, at least. So I am much better than I used to be. But I totally burnt myself out. I did the typical... I'm just going to go on a working holiday visa for a little bit. My job was waiting for me in New York if I wanted it there. I moved here in December of 2013 and I loved it. Was it straight to Melbourne? You came it to? was straight to Melbourne actually. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So I had met a couple people here on a, on a backpacking trip, you know, as you do in hostels in Europe. And, um, you know, we stayed in touch two and a half years later. I found myself here because this is where they live. This is where they were based. And I found so many similarities between New York and Melbourne as well that I actually really loved. We're like a mini New Yorker. We like we, to think no, we are we 100, over here. No, we 100% that, that's are. That's a big compliment. Yeah. I don't know if we are, but yeah, no, we're I, I 100% think that we are. We have so much going on here. Um, you know, food, fashion, music, just the culture in general is really, really incredible here. And then you add 24-hour city to that. And then, you know, because I'm American, I was like, oh my gosh. Healthcare. <laughs> uh, and yes. four weeks leave. Yeah, yeah. 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 Holidays, leave. really? Actually, so. Yeah, people actually being like, do not respond to emails on weekends or something, you know? So it's it's that has, has also been a big shift in my brain. Yeah, was it challenging coming across and going back to the work side of it? Okay, so you, yeah. you've sort of moved your life out here. Yeah. But you've gone from fashion in America, which is huge. Yeah. Not necessarily straight into fashion here, but particularly no. into the event industry and taking that skill set. Did you have a lot of challenges, you know, finding work, finding your place? 100%. Were you worried about getting work? How did all that sit when you first got here? Yeah, 100%. I, I literally moved here. I knew two people that were friends. Um, and, and friends is probably, you know, a kind word. We'd had a couple nights out, you know, in Europe together and that was it. So I, I, I knew a couple people here. I came here and I kind of went, okay, I want to stay. 
shit, how do I do that? <laughs> Did they help you, know? you along the way? At, I guess, you know, with contacts, um, connections? No, actually. Yeah. They, not because they're mean or anything, but by that means it was, it was more, no, they're, they're actually great. Um, but it was, it was more of, I, I kind of had to, um, I had to humble myself and I had to go, Lindsay, you're, you're starting over right now in your career. You have no professional network here. You have no family here or anything like that. And instead of crumbling under that pressure, I rose to the occasion then on that. And I went, okay, what am I going to do to actually work in events here? I'm going to start volunteering. I was going to say, so what was yeah. the first step when you got here? How yeah. did you take that initial volley role or, you know? Yeah. So, so I started, I started firstly, I started educating myself on what was around. Um, I landed a, a contract that just happened to be an events, um, or a company here that wanted to start doing events in America. And so it was a, it was a good little segue for me. Right. So that was a six month contract, um, you know, that then ended. And then because of that, I was able to kind of piggyback on a couple other smaller contracts, six weeks here, eight weeks here. Yeah, you do. You just need the one. And for, for me, it was because I was coming from the States, I had a niche skill set. then. So I was fortunate with that, but I still then volunteered at places and look, honestly, I worked at a restaurant at night. To, yeah. to pay your bills old and to figure it out. Yeah. That good old hospitality. The best skills yeah. are learning. It Australia. is, honestly. And, skills, yeah. and, you know, I'm still friends with all those people today. That's what gave you my social network here. That's what really cemented my roots here as well, was being able to do that. And getting all of those small contract jobs, I, you know, I think on my fourth contract, I was contracted for um, something and it was, it was, you know, a, a very, I mean, I'm not going to call it a junior role because it was, it was barely events. It was like the furthest away from events that you could <laughs> still get with kind of putting your finger on it. You know, it was a glorified hostess just making coffees and teas for people at an event that was happening. And it was a long running event. I think it was going for two months. And because of that, I did my job really, really well. And then I just sat there and I made myself known, Hey, I actually have experience in this. If you ever need help with something a little bit more, and it got to a point where they did and they really liked me. So they kept giving me things and then they ended up sponsoring me. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess it, it just grew naturally like and that. It, it says something about your drive, I guess, in, you know, you talked about being in the States and burning yourself out a bit. But I mean, that comes with being a hard worker, having a, a good work eth- ethic and Thank drive. You. And you come mm-hmm. here where Australians are hardworking people and you just fit right in, obviously, and we're able to demonstrate yeah. you know that you you could get your hands dirty with volley work and and in this industry how important is that like i think it's yeah. i actually think it's so important honestly i i say to anyone who wants to get into events do two things work in a restaurant or bar yeah and volunteer 100 percent. and Couldn't the reason is like and and you know some people are like oh well, i worked retail so i understand hospitality no, i'm like don't. no you don't no you don't no you, no. Don't. you need to do things <clears throat> like that and you need to be able to say to yourself a career path is not always going to go up that's not how it is. It's going to go down sometimes. No, you can go sideways and you can take a back step and you can learn a new skill 100%. set and start that from the bottom and work your way up. And yep. I think that goes back to your earlier point of like that wide skill set that we have because yes. I think we are we're adaptable to so many skills and we want to do so many different things. Well, we just say yes and then we figure it out. Correct. Well, I yeah. do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I think that's what they say to do anyways, right? Yeah. To just, yeah. just say yes in the moment yeah. and then just Google. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's some it. things that Americans do better in, a, in events compared to us Australians and, again, vice versa. Is there things that we do here in Australia we talk about work ethic and mm. stuff? Is that similar in America or, do, yeah, again, do they do things better or worse? I, I think it's actually one in the same lane, to be yeah. honest with you, and by that I mean what they do really um, well, in, in my opinion, is, um, you know, as, as event managers and as creatives, you know, 
I want to walk into a venue and I want to hang people off the roof and I want to have, you know, open flame going everywhere and I want to do all these kinds of things. In the States, you can do that a lot more. Yeah. So it's, yeah. so it's a bit more fun, yeah. if that makes sense. That being said, the reason it's also the good thing in Australia is because, well, yes, it's a bit of a nanny country, but it's there because it actually protects people. Yeah, it's totally. there because we actually care about the people yeah. that are here. So, you know, it, it's, it depends on your outlook on it, but the, the positive over there, you know, is also... Yeah, positive over here that we don't do that and we do have some restrictions. I, I had some brief experience of working in LA on an event. Oh, uh, yeah. And flashy, you know, yeah. no, nothing yeah. phases them. And no, no, no. Everything uh, is yes, not a problem. Uh, how exactly. We, when? How can how? we make that we'll work? Do it today, right yeah, now. you don't have to. Yeah, how big? How much can we do? Yeah, what do you need? <laughs> 100%. There aren't conversations about swims and, you no. know, oh, different, no. different was, you know, weight fuck bearing yeah, let's loads. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah <laughs> everyone's super excited. So um, I think for me, coming into Australia, I had that mentality 100%. And I've had to go, Oh, maybe Gotta I should stop. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Oh, you can't. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that I couldn't do that. Or, oh, I'm sorry. You know, so and, and yeah. having to actually learn that paperwork side of it a little bit yeah. more here in Australia, um, you know. But like I said, we still do it. It's just done a different way. Mm. You know, more paperwork and not necessarily yeah. the right thing. And I mean, that's I'm a little bit similar to you, Shane. It's yeah. like when you get experience over there and all of a sudden things are just done in America. And it's yeah. kind of like, oh, where who did that and when did that happen? It's like, oh, yeah, we did that yesterday or we sorted that a couple of hours ago just when yeah. you asked for it. There wasn't, yeah. didn't have to worry about paperwork. There was a team ready to go and do that piece of work yeah. or, you know, the fireworks were already cracking and yeah. it's like, geez, I didn't even make that call, but okay, great, thanks very much. Yeah, Let's move on. So, um, uh, th- that particular event, uh, someone, I, sh- I shouldn't say someone, Seal, the singer Seal, got up on stage and no one was phased. Everyone just kept going and was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. wow. You're singing with Flea on stage, but that would not happen here. They'd be like, no. oh, hang on. Oh, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Things, which I think we do sometimes a bit too much. I mean, yeah, we, de- we definitely can sometimes. And I, I think that's I think that's also a lot of times venue dependent, to be honest with you, and knowing knowing where you can um, kind of take those liberties yeah. a little bit more and, 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 you know, where you can't. Yeah, and it's interesting you talked about your creative side of things and, I mean, one thing, you know, we've certainly noticed working with you and and, <laughs> and getting to know you in particular is you are incredibly passionate and you are c- incredibly creative. And where does that come from in, in your life? Did you have influences early on? Is it something you've just evolved over time? You know, where um, do you draw that inspiration from? God, that's a good question, to be honest with you. Um, I, I My answer is kind of um, strange, to be honest with you. Um I've got ADHD and I, and I think that the reason that's my answer is because it makes me always want to see things that I've never seen. And it always makes me search and, um, find things and want to produce things that people have never seen and never experienced. So I'm driven by almost pleasing myself, if that makes sense. And I go, what would I want to do? What would I want to see? So I'm constantly searching for inspiration. I'm constantly finding things and I'm inspired by, other people's events, going to the museums, going to concerts, you know, and experiencing other things gives me ideas. And I go, oh, wow, that was amazing. I wonder if we did it like this, it would be this way. Or I heard something, you know, that they did in Dubai that was like this. How can we figure that out in Australia or something? But I think because of my ADHD, it it allows me to actually um, search constantly for new and for creative things. And, you know, I was always in, you know, musical arts growing up and everything as well. So it's a very comfortable space for me. And I just want to give that back to other people. Ideally at the end of the day, my goal with an event is I want that, I want that event to be something that I would have wanted to go to. I hope this isn't a dumb question, but you, you you speak so passionately, passionately about 
seeing experiences and events mm. in Dubai, for example, do you take notes or what do you do? And, and then bring that home with you. I take, I, oh, that's the problem with being at events, right? <laughs> you can't walk into another event without constantly critiquing oh, it. hundred uh, percent. Like yes. it, it, it almost now at this point in my life, it's almost ruined events yeah. for me a little bit. Cause I'm like, can I just relax yeah. and enjoy the moment? I do the same thing at the theater <laughs> and I give myself seven minutes to analyze the theater and then that's it and sit back that's and enjoy the really show. That's a really good, that's a really well, good rule. I got in trouble like a long time ago. It's like, can you just stop analyzing everything and just enjoy the show? Minutes, yeah, uh, correct. Joy. Yeah. Two and a half hours later and I'm still oh, going. Oh man. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I definitely do that. I'm, I should probably take notes to be honest with you, but I try to be in the moment because I try to, I try to remember how I felt. Yeah, and, and at that's the end good. of that, the day, I that feeling that you can capture with somebody is what I want to duplicate into something else. And if I am eliciting a feeling inside of myself, being at someone else's event, I go, "Oh, that was amazing. What made it elicit that event? You know, that that emotion inside of me. And then how can mm -hmm. I replicate that? Yeah." It's emotional else. connection. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You that, have awesome. to have it's that. Touching that audience and getting, mm. drawing that emotion out. And it's challenging because every person has a different emotion or a different response to that emotion. 100%. And so the it's hard for a creative in particular in that live environment yeah. to go, okay, how am I going to create that emotion? So yeah. every time and make it different for every person but the same at the same yeah. time. So Yeah. And uh, and as you guys know, events events aren't always going to be the most creative things that you can do and just, you know, Lindsay, here's a blank wall and just paint it however you want to kind of thing. It's, it's not always like that. It, you know, it, you get those corporate lunches or, you know, breakfast <laughs> yeah. or something and, and there's yeah. not going to be as much room and space yeah. to have that type of creativity. Yeah. And that's the challenge, isn't it? Cause yeah. you know, how do I bring a little bit of creative creativity into that? Yeah, how, how do I, I bring a bit of entertainment? Oh, how so do I put my thumbprint on that? Yeah. So it, it looks like me still, even yeah. though, but it's still a fitting their brief. Yeah. Oh, but that's really good because, you know, that attitude and that that energy that you're bringing, mm. and I think we all do as in the three of us to some extent, even a, a corporate environment, they, they now want to do something different with, with that breakfast and that yep. panel that they've been doing year yep. on year. Okay, what else? How can we give them a tickle? What can we do? So, Definitely. Yeah. They always want that little, that that skeleton of what of what they know so they know what to expect, but they are asking for that more now, aren't mm. they? Or the, just that little bit mm. of difference in there, which is yeah, awesome. It's I, I, I want that. Totally. One thing I want to touch on, and I know you worked and did a little, or quite a lot of work for the NBL when you got here, so the National yeah. Basketball League, um, which is completely different from the NBA uh, <laughs> in America. But given your American sort of background and heritage yeah. and where you grew up, did you take any inspiration for how well the NBA do things and try and implement any of that into your work with the NBL? I think here? budget's probably the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the, other than the yeah. obvious of cheese crowd size yeah. and budgets and yeah. so forth, but the integration into your work in terms of the comparison between, yeah. again, the way America does things to the way we do things, but given you had that opportunity on such a high-profile sport. Yeah, um, I, I think the main thing that I added to it that I, I was um, able to add to it, you know, with budgets and things like that, is American hospitality. And I wanted to ensure right. that those, um, you know, those those corporate events around it or those chairman guests um, you know, any of our courtside seat guests, that they get the American hospitality that obviously America is known for, but the NBA is known for as well. Yeah. And so I really wanted to inject that into it and put my put my thumbprint on that 100%. And that's why I've been fortunate to work with them for so many years. Yeah. So Can you give us an example of something mm -hmm. that you did in that space? 
Oh, I, I mean, honestly, I, I just keep asking me to come back every single <laughs> year. Um, and I don't really know why yeah. anymore. <laughs> but that hospitality in particular, yeah. what, what's something that you implemented if you're allowed to share some, one little yeah, piece there for us? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me it was the flow um, of the night. And it, w- and it was actually having someone stand there greeting every guest. Um, you know, you don't have to remember their name, but remember their face. Or if you don't yeah. remember their face, just saying, hi, welcome back. It's so great to see you again. And implementing those types of things in there, as well as working with the catering staff to ensure that they are really there for those that drink and food service that's on there. And then I'm being communicative to the guests as well, going, you know, going around, hey, just making you aware, but they're going to start the pre, you know, pre-game entertainment in 10 minutes. So make sure you're out there helping guests to their seats, going around and checking on everyone. How are you doing? Are you, are you doing well? You know, I'll, I'll just that really good hospitality touch point with it. I like it. Uh, I love it. And especially <laughs> you, you talk about um, the catering side of things and, mm. and making them feel important as they should. They yes. are important. Without yes. them, our events are fucked. We can't yeah. do anything. 100%. So, um, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, you know, I've lived over in North America and mm. worked specifically in hospitality. So I understand what you mean. It's just everyone is important. It's a collective. Yes. Um, not just catering, but everyone involved. But, yeah. that, but that, I guess, that energy that you are bringing is clearly, uh, I guess, helping the whole operation run. And uh, that's why they keep asking you you back, clearly. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Thank you. you. Which is, you know, you're still doing that work for them, but you've grown so much in such a short period of time, really, since you landed here. You're now running Lumos. And yeah. is it, do we say that right? Lumos or is it Lumos? Or? Oh, look, I say Lumos. Lumos. But yeah. I, a lot of a lot of Australians say Lumos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I still I, didn't I, know, so thank yeah. you. I, yeah, I, yeah, I just kind of go with it. That's the, how the Aussies say yeah. it. But yeah, Lumos. So what's next for the team? You've got the team. They're on board. You're obviously leading that charge and doing incredibly well. Um, what's next? What's on the horizon? What are you up to? Wait, wait, hang on. And congratulations oh. for all the awards that you were picking oh. up too. <laughs> you're just dominating yeah. in that field. So thank well you. done. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. Yeah, to be honest with you, um, things have been moving so quickly. Look, we've only actually been in business for just over a year now. So I've been incredibly, um, really incredibly fortunate to to be where we are right now. Um, for me personally, over this next 12 months is going to be uh, how do I actually plan 12 months in, in advance? How am I going to get those contracts? How am I going to get us to be working on the events that we don't know somebody that we really want to go to and know them as well? So I actually have our team working collaboratively collaboratively on those types of things right now so that we can do it together because at the end of the day we are a team and and we are all on board building this together and moving through this you know yeah yes. no, it's so important to get them on board uh, in, yeah. in the whole process not yeah. just here's a job i got let's go do it yeah this How is just what i want to do yeah. i i ask them all the time i'm like what do you what excites you what yeah. do you want to do yeah amazing let's go after that figure mm-hmm. Do some research, figure out how we can be a part of that, you know, and then come to me with that. And it goes all the way back to what we started with, you know, on that film stuff. It's all team. At the end of the day, you know, it's team, 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 collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. You have to collaborate and you have to as well um, in events. You have to step on a venue site and you have to see every single supplier that's there as well, whether it's catering, the photographers, um, you know, anyone bumping in, any of those types of things as part of your team when you're on there as well. Yeah. You have to treat everyone that same way. Same as when you look at a client too, you know, we're yes. an extension to their team oh, just as and much, you know, wants. promoting their brand mm-hmm. and their event. So always having that mindset when you go in. Yeah, uh, I think definitely. Right, we wanted to wrap things up with a few rapid questions. Oh, uh, Shane, fire away, mate. Okay. How, how rapid are these am, am questions? I, am I going with all these or what? Knock yourself out. Oh. Okay, all right. It's me oh, and you. God. You ready? Loves it. Okay. Go for it. Wait, wait, wait. Is somebody counting? Okay, I'm nervous. Number one, Ooh. Vegemite, thoughts. Ew. 
Okay. I can't even smell it. <laughs> okay. We're, we're on track with the short responses. Good. Okay. Um, favorite event space in Melbourne or a top three? Oh, Ooh, good question. Oh, God. That is a good question. Um, now my mind is blanked. Where is Melbourne? Don't I'm just kidding. Don't anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I think one of my favorite spaces is actually um, a temporary space they put up in the Royal Botanical Gardens, um, which is a marquee that's, that goes up um, every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one of my spaces. Another one is Metropolis. I think that the windows uh, there yeah, are yeah. just breathtaking, like overlooking all of the city. Um, and then my third, uh, actually... TBD on this one because right. I'm real excited about the Shangri-La Hotel opening up in Melbourne. Oh, look out. Okay, look out. And I'm, yeah, yeah. All right. We said rapid fire. Can I add oh, one sorry, more? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Drop the best of venue globally or in America oh. that you oh, worked in. Oh, gosh. Just because of your international yeah. background. Give us one that you loved. Uh, yeah, uh, the Sheikh's Palace in Abu Dhabi. Nice. nice. <laughs> sorry, no, mate. Okay, no, that's going. okay. These are going to be quick. Okay, we touched on basketball, but yes. AFL or NFL? NFL. All day. Oh, damn. oh yeah, Sorry. That, hurt, that hurts a little bit. Oh, well, <laughs> anyway, uh, and the ideal way to spend a Sunday. Oh my gosh, I'm in the park with my husband and my friends, and just music and playing. Dog. No, no, <laughs> he doesn't. No, that's work. Then if we bring him, no, no, rose all day in the park with with husband and friends. I like Perfect. it. Yep, love it. And the dog. Nope. No dog. No All dog. Right, leave the dog at home. No, Perfect. Leave him home. Even better. Awesome. <laughs> I want no responsibilities on a Sunday. Love it, love it. Well, Lindsay, thanks very much for joining us on Event for Life. It's, uh, it's an amazing story. We know you are incredibly busy mm-hmm. uh, and so we do appreciate your time and and really appreciate you sharing your your story, particularly that journey from America to Australia. Absolutely. Welcome. Yeah. We hope you stay. And yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, I got my citizenship now. You're oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Look so out, we did need that bit. So yeah. that's, I had nine years and you've done the whole I know. You're an Aussie lifespan. now. I know. I'm an Aussie now. So it, is, it is AFL and Vegemite. And no, 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 okay, no. Sorry. I can do How you going, mate? That's my best uh, Aussie. Uh, it's terrible. It's, no, it's, it's actually yeah, terrible. It's not great. No, it's not great. <laughs> I don't even try anymore. Like I say, trying. <laughs> Husband's like, no, nah, cut it off. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, guys, thank you so much. I really had fun. So I really appreciate you both. And I love spending time with you. You're uh, both great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to An Event for Life. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to listen to more episodes. I'm Brad. And I'm Shane. And this podcast is produced by EOS Creative. See you next time on An Event for Life.